You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis. Our show today is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto, huge selection, fantastic prices, easy to navigate site, rockauto.com. We have a lot to talk about this week. I like to write things down like physically, and I, I have a little notebook over here, and I want to talk about some of the opting out and some of what's going to be... We're going to have opt-outs this entire season. Just get ready for that. What we're having now is just the beginning. We have all this opt-out information. I want to talk about the ESPN Top 10s. Buster Ole's been rolling out because I think that pertains to the Indians. But before I get into that, I just want to talk a little bit about the Indians and what could be an odd season. You know, I've discussed that it's a hard team to nail down because when we look at this Cleveland Indians, they have a very high potential outcome, but there's also a lot of ways where they uh, get hung up more than they got hung up last year. When you just go through the team, Lindor probably doesn't last the year at the Indians. Jose Ramirez had an extremely up and down year. Like, I don't know if you can feel 100% set that we know what we have with Jose Ramirez. Cesar Hernandez is on two years of declining data. Carlos Santana is another trade candidate. We don't talk about that a lot, but the Indians are very unlikely to pick up his option at the end of this year. It is not a bad option. There are several teams that would easily pick up that option, but a lot of teams in baseball also would not. It's not just an Indians thing. But if he has another great year, he's still likely to be a player where they decline his option, which makes him you know, a very uh, possible trade candidate for an organization that likes to get value out of every player and piece that they can. So... Santana as a potential trade candidate you have to look at. I've discussed about my concerns with the pen, and Brad Hand is another player with an option the Indians are unlikely to pick up and could very easily end up getting traded this year depending on how things go with the team uh, record-wise and just how it goes with with Hand himself. Uh, The rest of that pen, we'll see how some of the young kids step up and do. Losing Class A was a big blow, so we will have to see. But at the same time, it's like, Remember, Karen Chalk was hurt for large sections of last year. Are we still sure the control is going to be good enough for the majors? Um, we'll have to see. That is a, a big concern. You have some of the other young arms, but you know there were guys like Nick Wetgren, who there's some concerns when you look at his, his side data. The bullpen in itself imploded in the second half. How much space do you have? And then the starting rotation. Mike Clevenger has just been unable to stay healthy for his career. That's an issue. Like He missed significant times time last year. He's missed time almost every year uh, in his career. And if we just go look up his data, uh, 2017, he had 121 innings. He did have 200 in 2018 and then 126 last year. Uh, Total starts during that time, uh, 21, 32, 21. So there is that that issue. And then when you get down to it with Clevenger, yes, there are three more years of team control. But uh, he is a big-time trade candidate from a year from now, basically. Uh, they like those mid-season trades. He'll be a, a free agent in uh, 2020 after the 2022 season. So you have that. But why do I, you know, a lot of people ask me about Clevenger. Why do I not think he's going to be moved? Well, behind him, you have Bieber, who's fantastic. We don't have to worry there. But, you know, Aaron Saval and Sack Plesak both had better years last year than they'd had at any point in their minor league careers which is a massive concern. I talked about that on the pod last week. You know, is it going to be, is this Bieber where they're taking a step forward or is this going to be, you know, the next TJ House or um, Jeremy Sowers where they have that great rookie year and then cannot build off of it. Teams figure things out. And then you just, you wonder about the guys 
who are minor in the minors, like Tristan McKenzie. Is he going to be ready to step forward soon? Uh, Eli Morgan, I think, you know, he's one of those guys who might get a chance as a starter this year. So we'll have to see. I, the Indians have pitching depth. They definitely have depth. They don't have anything real proven. I mean, Carlos Carrasco, yes, I didn't mention him, but does anyone really know what they have there? And I guess that's just the issue with the Indians. It's, it's a high amount of question marks for a team that, uh, I mean, I was talking with a White Sox writer today who thought they could win the whole thing. Um, and it's conceivable. I mean, they have the star power to do it, but there is just a lot of uncertainty with the Cleveland Indians, and that could lead this to being, I mean, the Indians could, I could see them winning the World Series. I could see them ending up, uh, you know, third in the Central. Like, and while that may not seem like a huge thing, I could see them third around 500. Like, I can see any range of things. Just because if the wheels start to go off, you're going to have a, uh, you know, trades that are occurring because of the number of players who are nearing a, a free agency decision. And then the other point of it is not only are we going to see the trades occurring, but uh, Joel Sherman, who I don't always love his work over at the New York Post, but I, let me change it. I love his work a majority of the time. Occasionally he writes some very silly things, but he pointed out something and, you know, he was talking to people connected to baseball that this is going to be a season that's like college football's bowl season players are just going to opt out because the injury risk is not worth it. And he talked about, you know, specifically someone like George Springer, where the Astros messed with his service time. If George Springer played to like July 20 something, I can't remember. Let's say if he just played the month of July, at that point he would occur enough to get a full 60 year uh, for himself. So that would give him enough to accrue a year and then he could just sit out. I don't, think it's likely but it could happen we could see players get to that threshold of accrued service time and then just the risk is too great and decide to not play uh in the second half of the show we'll talk about some of the players who've already opted out and it's it's a long list that gets bigger by the day as of now all of those players who are sitting out will not collect paychecks because none of them are considered uh at you know the at risk group but especially for some players as they get to that point in time where they have uh They've accrued their service time. Uh, they, you know, Joel Sherman's piece talked about inside baseball. A lot of people think that there is going to be just rolling opt-outs as the season goes on. And it's something to pay attention to. It's something to see. And the other thing is if you're a vet and you've already, you know, established your, uh, you know, your career to a degree, if you have enough money and, you know, it's not a huge money season for these players to begin with, uh, with the way it's going to work with, um, the prorated salaries that there's going to be guys, especially once a team falls out of it, that just decide to opt out and be done, that they're not going to take those risks. And if we see a surge uh, in COVID, just in the, you know, certain areas, we could see players opting out as well. Um, Especially if they feel that people at home are at risk. If they're someone who has a multi-generational household, if they, you know, took in a grandparent, which is a fantastic thing to do. And some players do do that you know, honor their family members, that could make them at risk. If they have, you know, a pregnant wife, there are a lot of big name players with pregnant wives. We've talked about that. That could make a player opt out. So just keep in mind that because no one from the Indians has opted out right now, that does not mean that opt outs aren't coming. They won't happen and they won't occur. Um, And again, it's once you get to certain dates. uh, So let's see the Joel Sherman piece. I will pull up in front of me. Oh, this is a different piece. Never mind. I don't have his piece in front of me. I have one where it was talking about uh, Francisco Lindor and some trade stuff there, which uh, I talked about already. 
But uh, yeah, no, I think it is important to just note that, you know, opt-outs can occur at any time. We're going to be hearing about opt-outs the entire season. The Indians are going to have someone opt-out at some point in time. Yeah, Brad Mills right now, I know, has opted out, the bench coach. That is all we have, but there will be more. Um, All of this needs to be kept in mind and remembered, and we will talk about who has opted out. It's it's a long list if you haven't been paying attention uh, so far, and we'll get into that in the second half of today's show. Our sponsor today is the fantastic site, rockauto.com. I've talked about how I know nothing about cars. I can barely get my tire pressure right on my car. And sometimes I even wonder about that at the rate my tires are going flat. Uh, But if I needed to go out and get a piece or part for my car and I watched a YouTube video to the point where I felt like I could do it, much like I do with home repairs or uh, electronic repairs, I would go to rockauto.com absolutely to get that piece. It's easy to navigate. It's easy to use. You're going to be able to find what you need at prices that are fantastic, that are going to beat most sites on most things. I'm always going to advise you to compare everywhere. You know, look and check. There might be times that Rock Auto doesn't win, but 90% of the time, Rock Auto is going to give you the best price possible. Easy to navigate. Fantastically huge selection. You can find anything you need on Rock Auto, and their prices are going to be better than what you find at most box stores. I don't want to, you know, give that saying always, because that would be lying to you guys. I don't want to lie. That's not always going to be the case. There's no absolutes in life. But what I'm trying to tell you is that it is an awesome place, an awesome site. I have gone and looked multiple times just to see things for my own car. And then I've gone and compared the prices. And I'm yet to find something where when I do that comparison that Rock Auto does not have the lowest price for. So remember, if you go to rockauto.com and you do order a price in the how did you hear about us box, you're just going to write locked on. Do me a favor. Maybe say locked on Indians. Give me a little bit extra pull there. Rockauto.com. I recommend it. It's awesome. Go check it out for yourself. Okay. So I did want to talk about something before we dive heavily into the who has opted out. Uh, You know, they send out a a weekly kind of blast for Locked On, and I thought this was awesome, so to share it. Last week on the MLB channel, in general, we were up 21% from the previous week. That's great. Uh, And then the first shout-out was Jeff Ellis and Locked On Indians took a huge jump. I was up 85% from the last week, and I had my biggest week ever. So thank you. Honestly, thank all of you uh, for listening, for sticking with me through points where we've had audio that wasn't great or where the show got a little bit different or weird as I kind of veer into like historical pieces or what-if pieces and things like that, and just sticking with me when we haven't had baseball or where all the baseball talk's been negative. So thank you so, so much. It means so much, like the fact that we are getting that attention in network and that we are growing this podcast. I... I can't thank each and every one of you, all of you people, so much. Um, I'm almost getting teary-eyed talking about it now. Uh, We're approaching episode 300. I've put a lot of time and effort into the show. It may not always feel that way, but I promise, you know, it's there. And it means so much for many of you that have been with me since the beginning and that who prostitutalize, I can't say that word, uh, you know, who are going out there and, you know, telling others and having others listen and people who take the time to read a review that, I mean, that means so much to me every time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this show's success is entirely thanks to all of you. And I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I just thank you. Okay. We'll go back to baseball now. Um, opt-outs. So opt-outs have been interesting because there have been so many, uh, you know, it, the Nationals have been hit very hard. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, I keep wanting to say Jeff, who was also with the Nationals, but, you know, no relation, 
Ryan Zimmerman opted out. He specifically said he's not retiring. There's some talk about that. He was going to have a chance to play first base, maybe DH for them. Uh, they had signed so many vets that they'll be able to to rebound from this. It's it's not ideal, but it's not a huge, devastating loss. Uh, Joe Ross was probably going to be their fifth starter, and it's a team that does not have starter depth. Uh, he didn't have the best year last year, but again, this is a team that is very top-heavy with its pitching. So the loss of Joe Ross just makes that more difficult. And Joe's brother Tyson also opted out, uh, even though he's a free agent right now, not with any team. Their dad's a doctor, their mom's a nurse. Uh, they just decided it wasn't worth the risk talking to, you know, being in a family that's very connected to the medical community. Uh, Wellington Castillo, a catcher that at uh, points in time I have thought the Indians had signed, also decided to opt out. He was a uh, non-roster invitee, also with the Nationals. Uh, Mike Leake, that hurts Arizona. You know, we talked about, I still think Arizona is the best trade for the Cleveland Indians for Francisco Lindor. That would be my hope. But Leake was going to be their fourth, maybe fifth starter. Uh, it pushes down kind of their overall starting pitching depth, which, yeah, they're another team that's a bit top-heavy, and we don't know what's going to be behind kind of some of those upper-tier arms. Um, Merrill Kelly, I believe, was kind of who I thought would be the guy, the former pitched for them last year after pitching in, I believe, Japan for a few years. is probably going to be their fifth now, and he was okay, but Leak would have definitely been an upgrade for them. Uh, Ian Desmond kind of put out his impassioned plea. Uh, Colorado, again, can probably make up for Desmond. He hasn't quite lived up to his free agent contract. In some regards, they might be happy about that. Yes, it makes them not as good of a team, for sure, but I think they can fill that gap uh, with him. David Price, uh, the Dodgers... That has to be a conflicting one, right? Because they don't have to pay them, and that's a huge amount of money, and it gives them a lot of more flexibility for this year. Uh, but he could have been a weapon. I think, you know, as a, if he was willing to move to the pen, I think he could be a real relief weapon. But at the same time, you look at his data the last two years, and he's been more of a back-end starter. I think if you're the Dodgers, that's a net win uh, in that regard. Buster Posey with the Giants. Uh he had, I believe, adopted a pair of, of children, and it just, he was terrified of what could happen there, and I'm not going to fault any father or any parent for being afraid for their children. So he is opting out. Um, he probably would have gotten some time at DH for the Giants this year. Again, it's a big contract, so while it hurts the team, I bet ownership is probably a little bit happy about that. That's the thing with these opt-outs. Ownership you know, if you opt out, and none of these players are going to be paid right now, so that's that's an advantage for some of these teams in terms of their flexibility and their payrolls. Uh, Hector Nuosi for the Pirates chose to opt out. He was, I believe, going to get a chance to be their closer this year. Uh, the Pirates are going to be pretty terrible, though. So even with or without him, that is a, not an ideal situation. And I'm definitely skipping around here, so I want to make sure I didn't miss anyone. So then the big one of late is Michael Kopech. Michael Kopech uh, was one of the centerpieces of the Chris Sale deal. He had Tommy John surgery. He was supposed to come back this year. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and be happy that a player opted out. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and do that. But at the same time, you have to recognize that Michael Kopech opting out hurts the White Sox, which helps the Indians. Uh, I did not love some of the things I saw, though, on Twitter coming from the White Sox, where they talked about, you know, that he has had problems with anxiety and stress and depression. Uh, let me pull up that exact quote. So it's it's pretty important. And here is the exact quote from White Sox longtime pitching coach Don Cooper, who's a very successful pitching coach. But I don't know what is going on with Michael, but I know he deals with some anxiety and depression. My thought is, I sure hope he is okay. And I hope he gets back to where he needs to be, where he's feeling good and wants to come back, because we will welcome him back with open arms. 
Last time I saw him in spring training, he was in a great place. But let me put it this way. I sure hope that kid is okay. I'm concerned that he's not okay. Ugh, it's just not a good look. Like, as a person who suffers with anxiety and depression themselves, uh, the last thing you kind of want is someone being like, oh, are you okay? I don't think he's okay. Michael Kopech had Tommy John a year ago. He wasn't going to be ready to go for the majority of this season. He would have put his health you know, at risk being in these bubble non-bubbles that baseball is doing and likely wouldn't have really had a chance to do hardly anything with the team or the organization. Uh, he's not accruing service time. So if you're a White Sox fan, yes, it stinks you won't have the option that maybe pulling out that flamethrower if you're a contention late in the year. That would have been probably the ideal situation. But at the same time, you're still going to have five years of control. That means that his time this year of getting healthy, which normally would have been uh, with him already on the roster, would have been a lost season of team control, you're getting back. So he is going to get healthy, be ready for 2021, and there is no year of him being partially on the disabled list where you get nothing out of it and he accrues service time. So, I mean, there was just a lot of terrible takes on the Michael Kopech situation. Um, you know, it's hard to be an athlete and to have Tommy John. And it just, it means you're losing almost like two years of baseball before you are even back to being yourself. And some players never recover at all or are never the same guy. Uh, if you're not anxious and a little depressed when you're having Tommy John, then there's probably something more wrong. Uh... Michael Kopech, I wish him well. He's an exciting and interesting arm, and more exciting and interesting arms are good for baseball in general. His lack of availability this year might benefit the Indians. It might have had no effect on the Indians. Uh, we will have to see. I am very curious, again, to see how these rolling opt-outs work, um, to see who does decide to step away for whatever reason, and... You know, it's you only accumulate service time up until when you play through. So is someone like Frankie Lindor going to opt out? No. But if I could pull up the piece, I think there was something that, like, you know, Joel Sherman pointed out, Mookie Betts could opt out after 38 games and still be a free agent. Uh, I don't think that happens. And I don't think it'll happen with a lot of players, but it's certainly something to keep in mind, something we will have to watch as baseball fans, and something we'll have to, you know, continue monitoring, as this is going to be a very interesting season to say the least uh on tomorrow's show as we are back to five days a week which i hope everyone will download listen and uh do everything with all of those shows we're going to dig into these in, uh, espn top 10 lists the indians are highly represented on those lists uh talk about the players there and uh where they are ranked who's ahead of them and you know what we think about those rankings or what i specifically think about those rankings or where i might have ranked those players myself Again, thank you all for the fantastic week last week. Um, it was awesome getting that email today, and that is thanks to uh, a listenership and fan base that is just fantastic. Uh, thank you all so very much. I have been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked On Indians podcast. Remember to check out the Locked On Fantasy podcast to get that information for our shortened season. Fantasy baseball is going to be wild this year, and Locked On Fantasy will have you covered. Thank you all again, and as always, go Tribe.